Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's a terrible call. That is a terrible call. What up guys, welcome back to the Celtics Blog Podcast. First of all, I hope you're all staying safe. I hope, hope that all your family members and loved ones are happy and healthy and following the social distancing measures. So before we go any further, Celtics Blog have got a really good cause that they're pushing at the moment and I'd like to take some time to kind of dive into that and ask for you guys to support if you have the means to do so. So the Celtics Blog have teamed up with the Boston Foundation to do a COVID-19 fundraiser to help give masks and tests to anybody in need of them that doesn't have the means to acquire them themselves and also to alleviate some of the strain on the medical services and the medical practitioners that are putting themselves at risk to keep us guys safe. If you are interested in donating or contributing in any way to the Boston Foundation, then if you head over to Celticsblog.com you can see their fundraiser post with a link directly to the fundraiser should you be able to and want to donate. It's a great cause while everyone worldwide, including myself, all the way over in England is affected by this pandemic. It's costing people jobs. It's taking families, loved ones away from them. Anything we can do to help each other is what we should be doing at this moment in time. It's, it beats borders. It change any disagreements you have with people, any just become null and void at this point and it's all about helping each other and being part of the human race as a whole so if you're able to please head over to celticsblog.com and check out that post if you're not able to then that's okay too we're not all in a position at the moment i know people are having work struggles and this the way this pandemic has come and changed everybody's life is making it difficult for everybody to kind of know what's coming next but that's why we all need to help each other. So I think it's a great cause. I wanted to give it a shout out at the top of the podcast and then I'll be mentioning it later too, just because this really is a good idea and it's great for us all to be helping each other. Now, onto today's topics, I'm joined by Tim, as usual, Mr. Tim Shields. And Cody has been on this podcast before. He's a good friend of mine and Tim's. He's been podcasting with us for a couple of years now. Uh, he's doing his thing elsewhere as well. Cody is our personal draft expert when we need to get to know who the Celtics should be looking at, who's going where. So with no further ado, Cody, my man, what's up? How we doing, fellas? Thanks for having me on again. It's always a pleasure, man. It's always a pleasure. What you been up to, man? You keeping safe? Keeping safe. Like, you know, like you said, just reiterating, like, hey, hope everyone's at home is safe, happy, you know, following the guidelines. Let's beat this thing. Um, but yeah, I'm personally, my family, my family have been safe and trying to help out as much as we can around. So yeah, we're doing good. Good to hear. Tim, what about you, man? You keeping safe? As much as I can be. It's a little difficult, you know, given the fact that working remote is kind of tough, especially for my job. We've kind of had a bunch of stuff thrown at us in the past few days. So needless to say, I'm looking forward to the weekend. Um, I think the hardest thing is just not being able to see family. My sister is due in May for my baby nephew, but I've kind of had that in the back of my mind lately. But I think focusing on basketball, going into some old film, has really, really helped me get over it. Well, hopefully by the time that your sister does go, uh, go into labor, they'll have a handle on this more. The curve would have been flattened and there'll be 
the medical care that she needs in order to have safe delivery of the baby. Congratulations on becoming an uncle too. That's cool. Thank you. So draft talk uh, seems very premature at the moment, but we don't know what's going to happen with the season. I'm not treating it like it's not going to come back, but I'm treating it like anything is possible sort of scenario. So it does feel kind of weird talking draft potentials now, potential draft picks at this juncture of the year, but we're going to do it anyway, because why not? It's fun. So, Cody, we're all, we're all expecting the Memphis pick to be the top pick that the Celtics hold this year. Right. Who have you got for us? Who's going to be the top two or three names that should they be available, these are the people that the Celtics should be? Yeah, so right now, if you know the draft happened today, what we're looking at is 17, 26, 30, and then a second-round pick at 46, which is roughly where the Celtics are going to be, depending um, on different scenarios. I have a couple names here that can be uh, found in some of these areas. Uh, the first guy on the list, uh, Devin uh, Vassell, who is a guard from Florida State, 6'6", 180, he's a sophomore. This year averaged 13 points, five rebounds, one and a half assists, as well as shot a good 49% from the field, 42% from three, and 74% from the line. Uh, he's one of those guys, and with this draft, this draft is pretty weird where it's much weaker than the draft we had last year and much weaker than the draft we're going to see next year. Uh, both of those drafts were pretty good, and then this draft is a little bit different in terms of overall value where there's, there's maybe one, probably just one star guy in this draft, Anthony Edwards, who most likely and probably should go number one overall. Uh, but through the rest of the draft, there's some – uh, decent role players, but not like last year's where last year was pretty role player heavy. And I liked a lot of those role player guys uh, this year, not so much, but De- uh, Devin Vassil, he's one of those guys. And with the way this draft is, he could go six, he could go 22. It's one of those drafts where it's really just who do you like more at what spot. Um, but he has provides really good defense on the wing uh, and can shoot 42% from three for his career in Florida state. Those two years. Um, as I said, also 13 points per game. A very consistent score. He won't go for an outburst, but he won't go under nine points per game. He's really in that 17 to 10 range every game, which you can knock on him for that because he's not going to outburst and score, and that is something that the Celtics really do need. But he's not going to go out there and put up goose eggs, too. He's going to get his consistent two to three buckets a game, depending on how many minutes the Celtics play him, if he does uh, come back out. He also fits that mold. He's a very switchy wing. Uh, one block per game and one and a half steals per game. You know, I don't like to look at those as defensive metrics to prove how good a defender you are, but he's a very, he's a good swarming, a good team defender. Uh, he's really good trapping and the half court setting. He's very active with his hands. Uh, he can make up a lot of problems and he's probably the top guy if he's available. I'd like the Celtics to look at. Second guy. Second guy, I have a couple names here, and, and these, and like I said, the way this draft works out, I'll, some of these guys could go in the lottery. Some of these guys could be late first rounds. Um, but another guy that you want to look at, maybe Vernon Carey Jr. And this is a, a popular name amongst uh, the draft community in terms of people looking for the Celtics, um, because it depends on what how you look at the center situation. I personally think, at least for this year, Tice has been really, really good. Uh, Rob Williams, I still believe in, and it kind of sucks that he that this time we have off and he missed that time where 
really his one big glaring weakness is uh, mental, the mental part of the game. And I think playing those two months, three months he missed would have helped him immensely. But I digress in that care, uh, portion. Vernon Carey is very offensive-oriented. He's 6'10", 265, averaged 18, 9, and 1 this year. Shot 38% from three, took, I think, uh, just a little bit under one a game it roughed out to. But 67% from the free throw line shows he has a decent jumper uh, or has at least uh, that stroke that that's where you look at the big men to carry on is that free throw percentage. Seven-foot wingspan. He is a poor defender. And I think that's the one thing that's kind of turned me off with uh, Vernon Carey is he doesn't defend very well, and he can look very lost at times. Also, he was a number two or three recruit this year uh, in this last uh, recruiting class, went to Duke, uh, was the freshman of the year in the ACC, which isn't an easy thing to do, and he did it and was basically the best one. Uh, The one thing about Duke that interested me is, for some reason, I didn't really love the Duke team this year. I didn't really like any of their prospects, really. Vernon Carey was their best one. As I've already said, I'm not really super – like, mm, like all too thrilled about him. But if he's if he's there at 26, which I doubt he will be, but I he could be in that area that the Celtics look at, depending on how they view their own big man situation. I think he could be a, a cool uh, developmental big. Um, like I said, the defense, uh, poor defense is more I think of an IQ thing. I think he moves decently well, especially offensively. He does have a couple moves he likes. He likes his spin move. Uh, he has a decent jump shot. Uh, offensively, he can put it, uh, you know, put it in the cup. Nine nine rebounds a game. I think he's a, he's a decent guy to look at. I think, and like I said, with this draft, he could go nine ten, or he could go twenty five. So he's another guy I like the Celtics. Um, depending on how, uh, probably with the second or third first round pick if they do keep them. Yeah, they they have a lot of picks, so of course it means they've got a lot of ammo. So. That being said, so don't have a lot of roster spots, so it's kind of shots count. While we're on the topic of big men, this is from an article posted actually in the 31st by John Corrales. What are your thoughts on, I believe it, you're going to kill me if I put your last name here, uh, Zeke Najee, who Zeke. plays a center yeah. for Arizona? Yeah. yeah, and like you said, the Celtics have a ton of draft capital and not very many roster spots. I doubt they keep any of these first uh, – not any, but I doubt they keep all of their picks. I definitely – I think I can see at least two moving, whether it's for future moves or moves now. Uh, but Zeke Naji is interesting. Um, he had a really not great start to his college career. Um, but he kind of did pick it up a little bit towards the end. Averaged 16 points per game, uh, nine rebounds, kind of just like those numbers uh, from uh, that we saw from Carey. Um, and does have a little bit more of that prototypical center size, uh, an inch or two uh, bigger, a little bit thicker too. Um, I think he, I would like him more um, over Vernon Carey, but I also think offensively, uh, he, he's more of a putback guy. He did average three offensive rebounds per game, where you can see that's where a lot of his points come from. Um, he's a, he's a, a good rebounder. He kind of has those similar stats. Um, if I were to rank those two, I think. Vernon Carey is the bigger name, and he might have the higher ceiling, but I think Zeke Naji has the higher floor. And if you're looking at the center's, center position as of right now, um, where realistically everyone could be back from that center group, I think Tice is under contract, Rob's under contract, and then Cantor has a player option or a team option, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, it's, a, it's a player option, I think, for the player. second year. Yeah, player That's- 
six-ish. Yes, I think it's six or 6.5 mil for the uh, player option for this summer. Yeah, so either either way, um, uh, I think Najee has the, the higher floor for Carey. Uh, Carey could flame out and be one of those Julio Okafor guys where they're highly touted out of high school and kind of that, that center uh, center bias. I think people in the high school ranks, if you see a, a seven-foot big man who can take people off the dribble in high school, it's just a, a big, like, your eyes get wide and you don't really – evaluate the guys how they should be evaluated and some of their weaknesses can you know slip uh under the door and and carry especially with his defense uh, can do that but I do like Najee a little bit he did put his name in the draft um obviously it's tough it's tougher for a lot of these guys because I don't think college basketball was looked at as much this year just because there wasn't that superstar guy that it wasn't a Zion you, you know on Tuesday night's there wasn't a Zion you could watch. There wasn't an RJ. There wasn't a Ja. There wasn't, you know, that level of player this year. Um, so college basketball, I think uh, majority people said it's, you know, it wasn't good this year. It wasn't that great. Um, but there are these prospects that are going to get a big microscope because they only have X amount of games. A lot of the tournaments got canceled. So you're, that's up to five, six games on top of the NCAA tournament, on top of the private workouts, on top of the combine, it's going to be really, really hard. I I can see a lot of these teams uh, maybe reaching for a guy, maybe not doing their due diligence with some of these lesser-known guys or more prototypical guys and kind of going on name brand here. So Zeke Naji can slip a little bit um, due to his, his tough first part of the year. But Zeke Naji is, is a guy that you could, you could put on the list as well. Then the next question I've got for you is, do you envision a lot of these guys, better way of wording it actually, are you envisioning multiple second rounders making an impact next year because of how college has gone this year and how much did it, disruption has been put into the current collegiate season? Yeah, I think second round picks, like I, like I said, a lot of these guys, they only got so much ex- uh, exposure this year. And it is a weaker class like I said, so that is going against some of these players is it's just not as talented as the last couple of years um, or the next two years, three years, which are looking really, really good. Um, uh, but some of these guys definitely could make a chance. Like I said, sometime, like I definitely believe some of these teams are going to go with name value and, you know, baseline stats and not be able to do the full scouting that they want to because the private workouts aren't a thing. Combine most likely won't be a thing. Um, depending on how the season shapes up, I really don't know. No one really knows when it's going to come, what's really going to happen. Um, you know, there's a lot of scouting that goes, you know, through the wayside and they can't do. Um, so if one guy has one bad game, there isn't two or three good games that they can nullify that. He had a bad game. He had a bad game. And that's the impression you're going to keep on these players, regardless if you're a good player or not. So some of these second round picks, um, looking at some mock drafts, um, there are some names here uh, that I think could make a, a, a decent impact. Not saying all-star level impact, but could be a solid bench role player. So second round picks could be pretty valuable this year. Has it been for you watching collegiate basketball with no Romeo this year? Oh, it was tough. Uh, yeah, I, like I said, like college basketball this year for, for people who aren't super in, invested in college basketball – 
Like, I'm pretty invested in college basketball. I love the draft. I love looking at these prospects down the line. But this is the time I normally you know, form my opinions on a lot of these players because I watch every game of March Madness. I watch a lot of the tournaments, and that's where I kind of develop uh, my feelings for the players I didn't get to watch that much in the uh, regular season. So without that, it makes it a lot harder for, you know, for myself. And having to go back and watch these games uh, makes it a little bit tougher. And like I said, there isn't that star dude um, in this draft. There isn't that one guy. Like a lot of the, the guys who are superstars this year weren't really that exciting um, to watch. Like, um, See, that's always confused me how there were so many big names last year. So you had Ja, you had Zion, RJ. Right. Yet you still, all the way through last year as well, before the Celtics drafted Romeo you were on the Romeo Hope train pretty much before anybody else I spoke to yeah uh, I uh, you know it helps every, before the year starts I, I, I'm, I don't know every single player of every single team on every single state in the country you know I don't know who the top eighth grader is right now you know but I do like to do my scout and Romeo in high school he was the fifth rated recruit in high school and his off I was watching some of his high school tape um, actually in class one day, don't tell my professor, but it just, he offensively, he just looked good. I just liked what he brought to the table offensively. I thought he was a really complete player. And when he got hurt and everyone saw his three point percentage and this and that, I kind of looked away from that and said, no, I know what he can do. Maybe it was a little bit of dumb luck and just, it was a name that I latched onto and it turned out being okay. Cause he, he did play pretty, pretty decent when he did get the minutes, especially defensively, which was more of a surprise to me than anything. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Romeo was my dude. He, he was my dude. He was my dude from day one. So, you know, you got to rep the set, you know? Yeah, you got to represent. I mean, guys, if you, if you haven't followed us over from our previous podcast, Cody was so in love with the draft pick of Romeo Langford, he generated a poem about it. Oh, yeah. We're not going to have him recite it because um, <laughs> I personally don't think he's able to. And even if he did, we wouldn't be able to relive the magic of listening to it the first time. I mean, I, I think probably still on my time. phone somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I definitely, I, I definitely, def, yeah. He's got that saved. It's pinned. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was your claim to fame for a long time, right? Uh, no, I, 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 the poem game was was fire when I would drop them. Yeah, when they come, they come correct. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Like, Y'all listening to the weekend? No, we're listening to Cody's poem. <laughs> what do you think this is? Never listen to the weekend. Oh, are you serious? Oh, Adam, his new album. Mm. I have heard that. I've heard it's oh. very good. Oh, oh my. Very good is an understatement. Add some of them songs. You know that playlist are you, I've got of yours? Yeah. Is he on there on the Spotify playlist? Um, probably. I forget which one I gave you. Probably not. I don't know. But check them out. Well, come You're on. Doing yourself a disservice. So just to wrap up draft talk, I need six names of the most likely candidates. Just... Names, throw them out there in order. There's, what, four draft picks? So let's make it eight names, two names for each pick. All right. Well, we talked about Devin Vassell and Vernon Carey. So those guys. Uh, Jay Scrub as well. Jay Scrub's a junior uh, college guy. who's was getting a lot of buzz going to potentially Louisville. I think he signed on to Louisville for the next year, but ended up going into the draft this year. Uh, 6'6", 220, strong kid. He's a good scorer off the bench. I think that's something that's this could need. Um, Trey Jones, I think, with one of the later picks we have. Um, I, we talked about him a lot last year. He decided to stay in college. The ACC Defensive Player of the Year, point guard from Duke. Uh, really good defender and floor general. 
um, 16 points per game, uh, two steals, four, uh, four rebounds, six and a half assists. He's one of those guys that he, he kind of plays like his brother Tyus Jones uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies now. I, one thing, the one knock on him is he's not much of a scorer. He can space three, he can shoot threes and make plays, which is basically all you want him for. And, uh, but, this, but I think what you, what you get, what you draft is what he's going to be. I don't think he has much uh, potential after where you draft him. Another guy that I like, uh, one of my personal favorites, um, Elijah Hughes. I think that he's a shooting guard from Syracuse, 6'6", 215. As a Syracuse fan, I know how bad that Syracuse team is offensively, and he was a bright spot. He put up 20 points per game. Uh, the one thing about him, he had 15 20-plus point games, um, and that offense was not good. Uh, but he did have nine games where he shot under 35%. So you can take that as you will, teams just keying in on him, especially earlier on in the year where a couple of their younger guys were still getting used uh, to the college game. Towards the end of the year, he really caught on fire. I think that helps. Um, Joe Girard, who's a freshman, um, and Buddy Beheim, who's a sophomore, really came into their own uh, towards the second half of the year and beyond. Um, but more of a shooter than a shot creator. So I believe that's five. Uh, another name that I like a little bit towards the end end part of the draft, or let's keep it up top. Um, Tyrese Maxey interests me. He's a strong kid. He's only 6'2", 190, but he is strong. He's very, very strong. Uh, decent shooter. Uh, played for Kentucky this year. Uh, he's someone that probably near 17 you would look for. I'm not exactly sure how he fits with this team, especially being a combo guard, kind of gives me Tremont vibes offensively. Uh, but a little less shifty and creative, but a little bit more strong in that way. Uh, Jordan Nawara is another guy that I think with one of the later picks could be interesting. Doesn't give you much defensively, but kind of reminds me of Rui Hachimura from last year, where he has the same body structure and build and similar athletic traits to uh, Rui. He just gets it done. Now, Adam, I know that's your favorite term. He's the gets it done guy. Like He's just one of those guys. He, he's not the strongest, not the fastest, um, but he just puts the ball in the bucket and sometimes – uh, overanalyzing these guys can be a little bit too harsh. And what did they do on the court? He did pretty well. One more guy that I like maybe towards the end of the, of, end of the draft that could be interesting, um, I would have to say Sadiq Bey. Sadiq Bey is interesting. He's a sophomore from Villanova, 6'8", 215, kind of plays that 3 and D role, very athletic, moves around. He's number 47 on this big board that I'm watching, uh, that I'm looking at right now and getting names and reading scouting reports. He had a good year for Villanova who had kind of an up-down year as a team. I think he could be someone, depending on where he goes, again, he could probably go in the mid-first round or he could fall to the second round. That's just the way this draft works. Um, Sadiq Bey is also a name to watch out for. So what I want to do now is one, I've jotted those, all those names down so I can do my own personal research on them as the draft comes closer. Guys, if you're listening and you want to do your own research too, then just rewind the podcast a little bit, get out a pen and paper and do just exactly what I just did. Now we're going to head off to an advertisement break and when we come back, we'll figure it out and that's pretty much what we're going to do. We're just going to figure it out. So we'll be back in a moment.
And we're back from break. So our guest today, Cody Shalafu, has just gave us a full breakdown of every player, not every player, but the top two best players for each draft pick we have that we hopefully will have an opportunity to draft and why they would be a good fit with the Celtics. Before we go any further, I do just want to mention again to head over to Celticsblog.com and check out their partnership with the Boston Foundation in the Oh, I stumbled my words there. Check out the partnership with the Boston Foundation and the fundraiser they're doing to help people affected by COVID-19. That's not just people that have contracted the virus, but that's people working on the front line, doctors, surgeries, anybody that may need that extra financial help. If you have the means to give, please do. If you don't, please support the cause by simply clicking share on Twitter or Facebook. The more people this can reach, the more people that may be able to lend a helping hand. Now we move back. I mean, there's not much else going on at the moment, so let's turn this to about a bit of fun. What have you guys been doing to deal with the uh, cabin fever? Going out for runs pretty often. Going out for walks if I can do it. Mostly, I have been playing a lot of NBA 2K. (laughs) It's pretty much what I've been exclusively playing. My girlfriend's big on uh, Animal Crossing, so she's been playing that a lot. Uh, We do... We do like Jackbox over Zoom meetings, so we've been using that to like try and link up with people. It's 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 tough. The one thing, and us, you know, we were talking about this, Adam, before we got on. Uh, NBA TV has just been rolling out old games, and there has been so much fun to watch. I watched, um, I watched what the '86 Finals clincher. I watched uh, the Kurt Rambis game when Kevin McHale took him out. I have the Game Seven of that series uh, on my TV now. I've watched. A couple Tim Duncan finals games. I've watched uh, the the Warriors Cavs finals uh, six and seven. There's so much games that's on, especially for a, for for a younger fellow like myself who didn't get the opportunity to watch all these games live. Going back and watching them and reliving the history and really finding an appreciation for a lot of the older players. I I find that to be the best part as well. I've been playing a lot of video games, mostly MLB the Show. Um, since that came out and just trying to pass the time, I guess I still got school. So I still, you know, busy with, with schoolwork and whatnot, but it's been tough, but we're hanging in there. Yeah. I've been um, studying as well. Cause I do distance learning on a nighttime for university. So if it's distance learning, there's no reason you can't continue learning, which is fair enough. Right. Video games. Definitely. I've been, um, I use Origin because I'm a bit of a PC gamer. So um, Origin have got this great deal where you pay like 15 in dollars. It's like 18 bucks a month. And you get access to this huge library of games that you can just download and play through and then do whatever you want with. Uh, They're always good as well. So you've got like Madden 20, um, MLBs on there, FIFA's on there. But I'm playing um, the Jedi one. What is it? Revenge of the Fallen? Or the last? I don't know the name, but it's super. Fallen Order? That's the one. Yeah, yeah. But it's super fun. Super, super fun. How far are you on it now? I'm back at a planet I've already been to, and I'm kind of stuck. Well, hang on. We'll, we'll talk about it off the air, because I, I have beaten this game all the way through, and it is very good. Next yeah, game it's I very frustrating. I haven't been frustrated with a game like this since Dark Souls. <laughs> oh, excellent. <laughs> have either of you two played Dark Souls 3? I know about it. I'm not, I know I'm more, it. Never played yeah, it. I'm, I know it's I, difficult. Yeah. Difficult right. is a word, dude. Like, 
the catchphrase, like the tagline to that game is prepare to die because all you will do all the way through the game is die repeatedly. It's it's kind of built backwards and I kind of like the, the premise of it. So it's built to be like impossibly difficult at the beginning and as you level up, it gets easier and then towards the end, you're just too good to beat. Whereas most games start off easy and get difficult, right? Um, so the premise is great, but the actual getting to a point where it's fun is so far down the line that you just want to just not yeah, play. you just want to smash your, com- your computer up, man. It's uh, it's really frustrating. It really is. Uh, I highly recommend if you have blood pressure problems or any form of getting frustrated is going to cause you ill health. Do not play Dark Souls free, and better yet, don't play this Jedi game either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have uh, i have this thing on my computer it's a uh, it's an emulator and i have i've been playing through just like spare time like not all the, obviously like when i grew up i played basically like platform like mario donkey kong and then sports games and like pokemon so i've been going through i download uh, a lot of like game boy games so i've been playing like the original mario all the way through again and donkey kong and all the old Pokemons you used to play. So, I mean, I have enough to keep me uh, keep me busy. If you get a PlayStation 1 emulator, definitely download the Space Jam game. Yeah, I saw that on your little uh, four games that defined you thing. Yeah, dude, like, um, that was my game growing up. Like, I just discovered basketball around about then, probably like a year, maybe 18 months before the release of Space Jam, I had discovered basketball as a sport. Um, and then that game came out and I put hella hours into it. Like if you got achievements for wasting your life on a game, then I would have been like platinum times seven on that game, dude. Almost, <laughs> it was ridiculous. The amount, to the point where to even now, I could still tell you how to complete all the challenges on the game. <laughs> like yeah. just drove myself insane. With it. But other than that, I've been watching, I started watching Swamp Thing yesterday. Oh yeah, how's that? It's okay. I mean, I, rem- I remember I grew up when the original Swamp Thing used to be on sci-fi. Do you guys get sci-fi channel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's one of the best channels ever. Well, it used to be, not so much anymore. Um, <laughs> but the old Swamp Thing was cool. It was funny. It was witty. You know, it used to send people on little adventures. This one is graphic. Uh, proper DC-esque. Have any of you guys watched Titans? Have you seen their rendition of uh, Teen Titans, the adult Oh, version? I refuse. I, I can't. I refuse. Oh, it's yeah. brilliant. It is absolutely... Like, DC, is it good? Yeah. Okay. So this is the way I word it to everyone because I'm I'm a huge like comic book fan. I love I read comics. I love watching all the movies. I, I've grew mm-hmm. up reading them, watching them for years. Um, Marvel will make brilliant movies. DC will make brilliant TV shows. So they will make DC series are always on point. Sometimes the storyline might wane. You know, if it's on the CW like Arrow, you know, some some series are great. Some series aren't so great. This one, like Titans, is on streaming service, so there's a lot less restrictions on how graphic they can be. Right. And uh, yeah, dude, it's good. Titans is fantastic. It's absolutely brilliant. I haven't seen season two yet, um, but I'm seeing all the way through season one, and it was fantastic. And then The Boys came out. Have you guys watched The Boys on Amazon? You were recommended that. I think I'm going to start oh, that. Oh, my too. God. The yeah, Boys is to. the one, guys, man. But like, yeah, so Swamp Thing's on Amazon too. Anyway, I digress. And... um. I'm three episodes in now, and it's it's graphic. It's definitely definitely worth a watch. Yeah, see, I grew up with the the Teen Titans cartoon. 
Oh, you that so was my jam. I rewatched that it original show was two years ago. That show, like, it was such a good show. And, like, the way they did it was, like, they'll have one, like, silly, like, because it was for children. It was on Cartoon Network, you know. So they have one, like, silly show where they do something stupid. And they have one where, like, the story was so dope. And they ended it, like, on the biggest cliffhanger. If you haven't seen the show, and if you have seen the show, then you know exactly what I'm talking about because it's one of the most talked about topics in terms of 2005 Cartoon Network viewing history. The way they ended the show, and then they brought back Teen Titans Go. I was like, what is this? This is not what I signed up for. And it's My daughter loves Teen Titans I Go. refuse. And when I say refuse, I will not. If it's in the room, I will leave the room. They did. They have to finish the original Teen Titans. And then they like hinted to it the other, like over the summer. They hinted to it. Cause I think they came up, Teen Titans Go came up with a movie or whatever. Yeah, it was awesome. One of the, the, the final cut scene, they like, get a transmission from like the regular teen Titans, like the same art style, everything. So everyone thought, Oh, they're going to bring it back for maybe like one season and tie everything up and blah, blah, blah. And they end up making another movie where it's like them and the teen Titans go people. And it's just not the same. And I refuse. So Titans is definitely worth your time. Is it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. There's a few episodes that were blatantly put there for filler, which I don't understand on streaming services because the filler episodes are the ones you can just, you know, you, the problem is you watch them because they're, they usually throw in the smallest snippet of storyline that ends up being such a major part of the storyline. Right. So it's frustrating for that, but the action scenes and the, the fight choreography are like exceptionally well done. I might have to give it a chance. And the brutality. I mean, the brutality is what makes it. It's, it doesn't play. It doesn't play. So, yeah, that's a recommendation. Swamp Thing, so far, so good. Uh, I'll circle back around once I've finished it. You can't really judge after just three episodes. Um, definitely The Boys. The Boys is one of the best things I've watched. When I remember looking at my wife two episodes into The Boys because Game of Thrones had just wrapped up and saying, this is the new best thing on TV. For me, personally, yeah. It was like... um. It's like anti-heroes that are heroes. It's like the, the premise of it's really good. The way it's filmed's really good. The, the speed of the storyline's fantastic. I really enjoy it. I highly recommend it. Started watching The Good Place. That's, That's been pretty so good. Oh uh, yeah, cool. I'm it's like, only like four seasons too, so it's a pretty quick watch. Is the is the fourth season on Netflix yet? I don't yeah. think so. My yeah, girlfriend no. has watched the first three, and I haven't seen the. I only started it recently, and like watched a couple episodes here and there before, but I'm starting from the beginning. And it's really good so far. I love that. I started that like probably like October, September, and I breezed through the first three three seasons. My uh, my grandma actually like knows um, Ted Danson because Ted Danson comes. Okay, uh, a name drop. Sorry, <laughs> no, I have to. Because well, is that all yeah. four seasons on Netflix now, or just four? I think just the first three because I know they they aired their final season. Is it four? You know, on Netflix. Yeah. So we're talking about it. Huh? Because we're talking about it. Yeah, they're all on Netflix. Oh, they're all on the UK Netflix. Pow. Oh, that's tough. I don't know if they. I haven't checked. And I haven't checked. Tim, you said there's only the first three. It's only the first three. I'm gonna imagine that the fourth is probably gonna end up on Hulu first before Netflix, but that's just my opinion. I mean, I have that, so I don't mind that. But you know, the, that show's really good. That show's fu- uh, funny. I like Kristen Bell a lot. We can't get we can't get Hulu here. No. Oh well, well, well. How the turntables? <laughs> yeah. How the turntables? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't stream to 
anywhere outside the US. So if you try and sign up, when it asks for um, card details, if you put your card details in, it will detect it's not a US bank account and be like, uh, nope. That's dude, big that's messed up. Why is it? Why is it like that? Because that they is... rely on advertisements, right? Like unless you're buying the premium version. All right. Well, okay. Well, can you buy the premium version of the UK? Well, I mean, I thought so. I mean, to me, that sent that makes sense, right? Like, okay, so the ads that you serve won't ever generate income for the companies because those companies don't exist here. Um, let me try and get the premium. They were just like, no, dude, you, you're not getting premium. The only way I can get it, which uh, one of my boys hooked me up with, to be fair, shout out, shout out Ray. Oh, um, yo, Eight Bit Ray. Shout out Eight Bit Ray. Um, is to basically vpn and then log into his account yeah vpn it i respect the hustle <laughs> i was like yo i want it but then i got there and i was like do you know what these shows and all that anyway it's nothing oh do you, do you still have it watch brooklyn 99 adam you oh, will that's on find yes no, that, dude, that's yes. on hulu that's on hulu oh it's so on netflix good. over here is a oh really that show oh, I've seen I it watch, through, dude. that show oh yeah so funny yeah, dude, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is absolutely, like, insanely big over here. Is it really? I mean, it should be. It's hilarious. Yeah, it so is good. fantastic. My wife's that a show... huge fan. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a... Nine-Nine? 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 Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember I when it came out, I'm like, I'm interested because I love Andy Samberg. I love because, um, you know, Lonely Island, I, I listened to them growing up, and they're hilarious. And so yeah, I know he writes for SNL and he does that. So when he came out, I was like, I want to watch that show. I just never really got around to it because I didn't really watch shows because I just watched sports every night. So I didn't watch shows. And then I finally started watching it last, the summer, this past May, right after I got out of school. I, and I watched the whole like first seven seasons or the first, what, what is it, season eight right now? Season seven right now? I watched the whole thing until it's. I watched all the first six seasons or seven seasons in like two weeks. I just ran through it. It was so fun. So I used to watch sports every night too, but then obviously I moved in with a female um, who's not a huge sports fan. She's very forgiving though. She lets me get my sports fill. But then if I want, you know, if we want some quality time to chill and watch a movie and eat snacks, then it's never. I mean, I'm lucky if I get like longest yard or. Get him, Zoe. You play by your own rules. <laughs> uh, right, we're gonna wrap up. Yep. So that's about it, really. It's um, Cody gave us his draft picks. We've gave you some good visual content to consume on Netflix. Apparently, Hulu has the content that we get here on Netflix because Netflix here reigns supreme over all. I don't know what we have that you guys don't. Do you guys get Peaky Blinders? Yes, we still get that. That's a basic one. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the only thing worth watching that comes out of this country. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, keep it real, my dog. Keep it real. That's like literally it. And even then, that's a stretch. It's like if there's nothing else on, then I'll deal with Peaky Blinders. So with that being said, and with everything else being covered, we're going to say, we're going to bid you adieu, adieu, farewell, a V the same, good day. Make sure you check Jeez. out that post on Celticsblog.com where they're partnering with the Boston Foundation. Again, it's a really great cause. If you don't have the means to contribute, to yeah, contribute's the right word. If you don't have the means to contribute, then you can do your part by sharing it and helping it move along to people that may be in a position to do so. No idea what we're talking about, but hopefully it's going to be entertaining. And until then, 
Stay indoors unless you need to go and get necessities. Wash those hands and practice social distancing and let's beat this thing. Cody, thanks for coming on, bro. Of course, thanks for having me. Anytime. Dude, anytime. Man. Hey, I don't have anything else to do, so I might as well. Exactly, just cornered you. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. I mean, I, I have no social interaction at all. I live in a basement. I, I'm translucent at this point. Hey, whoa, oh, hey, easy, easy. <laughs> on myself, Tim. It is, it I'm trying is to scare in, people. Yeah. It is rough right. in the streets. Right, then. There's a reason we're on audio. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then, everybody. We'll catch you again on Monday. Peace out. Later. <laughs>